Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey everyone, my name is Christopher Price, the Boston Globe. Welcome back to another edition of the Patriots Report right here on the Believe Network. Got a couple things to tell you guys before we start this show. First, make sure you go check out the Believe shop for the latest Patriots Report gear. We have Mac Jones tees as well as a Blunt Force Trauma t-shirt you're going to want to buy. It's all at shop.believe.com. Perfect for back to school shopping. Second, want to let you guys know this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAV50, that's B L E A V 50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. The blunt straight ahead, and he crosses the plane for the touchdown. Here's Blunt taking off for the end zone, and he's in for the second time today. Second and five. No use making any changes. Give it to Blunt. Now it's a foot race. Blunt all the way. Touchdown, Patriots. Blunt. Still going down the sideline. A dive for the end zone. Touchdown, Patriots. How you been, partner? I've been good, man. How about yourself, man? Appreciate I've been doing well. I've been doing well. Ready for football season. We're through two preseason games. We got the third one coming up this week. Patriots, right. Raiders. Speaking of the Raiders, I have a question for you here. Do you believe the Dana White story that came out this week that said he brokered a deal that would have delivered Brady and Gronk to the Raiders? Oh, man, uh... Man, he's a good friend of mine, you know, and I, I take him for his word, um, you know, to, I, I, I don't, I find it hard to believe he would lie about something that serious. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think, I don't think he was one of the, he, he wouldn't lie about anything like that. Definitely. I, I know definitely Grunt wouldn't lie about it. You mm-hmm. know, um, especially now he's retired. He has no reason to lie about it. I, I believe, I believe that. I, I honestly believe that. You're and you're a UFC guy too. You have you met Dana before? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've met Dana. Um, you know, I've been to a bunch of fights. You know, he's usually at most of them. Um, and and man, he's a he's a cool guy. Even you know, even during COVID, um, when everything was shut down, um, he had he had a couple of fights at uh, Apex at the you know at the at the fight arena. Um, and you know, I was there and it was literally empty. You know, so it was just like me. Like and like my group, and then you know the camera people, and that was it. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, <laughs> why do you think John Gruden would give a thumbs down to it? What is it? Do you think it's financial? Do you think it's? Do you think he had something? It was something he, he felt that Brady wasn't you know ready to go. That he liked Derek Carr more. What What do you think? Walk me through if you're John Gruden. Yeah. The train of thought that says no, I don't want Tom Brady or Rob Gronkowski. 
Well, I can't walk you through that because I would never think that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't understand. Like, it has to 100% be a personal vendetta. Like, ah, that's my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Because if you if, if Brady is interested in going to your team, you make you make room financially. You have to. I, I, I am. Like, being that I've experienced, like, being his teammate and, like, being the kind of person that he is, I'm definitely 100% making, you know, making room for him financially and I'm putting the pieces around him. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand how you don't let that happen. And again, this is no knock against, this is no knock against Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is a really good quarterback, but um, along with a, a lot of people that's probably not Raiders fans, I'm taking Brady 100% of the time. Now we can presume, and a lot of people talked about this in the wake of the news coming out, that Tom Brady's appearance on the shop talking about you're going to stick with that MFR. Yeah. He was talking about Derek Carr. Now it all, now, now it all makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. it all makes sense, but you know, I, <laughs> I, I could, I, again, I'm not against Derek Carr, but I could see how, I could see how Brady would be insulted. Right? Mm-hmm. Rightfully so he's earned that right. You know, so, um, I can see, I can see why he would be insulted. And again, he probably, you know, at the time, at the time being, while he's talking about it, he probably ain't thinking. He ain't probably, you know what I'm saying? He, mm-hmm. he, yeah, Le- <laughs> he on LeBron show, so you know he keeping it real, you know. Mm-hmm. So he's like, bro, really? You gonna, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, you know, so he probably like, I know he probably like, dang, probably shouldn't have said it like that. But that's how he felt, you know. Mm-hmm. And 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 you know, I. If, if that if this is 100% true, which I'm assuming probably in some degree it is, I, I would I would feel the same way if I was in. So this week, like I said, we got the Patriots and the Raiders, and I was struck by something that you said last week. And I wanted to ask you about this, that going into the last preseason game, Bill likes to sit the regulars, the veterans, right. the guys, you know, and he, you recall the situation where you, Tom, a bunch of other starters, you guys sat. And Josh or whoever it was would get the backups, the third stringers, the four stringers, get those guys ready to go for the regular season finale. That was when there were four. That was when there were four preseason games. Now there are right. three. Do you think we're going to see the same situation this Friday when it comes to Patriots Raiders? Do you think we're going to see Bailey Zappi and a lot of the rookies and Mac is going to sit? Or how do you think things are going to play out? I think you have to. I think you. I, I think you have to have that same approach. You know, I think I think you just shift it up a little bit more, you know, where, you know, maybe the second game, the starters play, you know, half the game or whatever. Either, either if, Even if it is the second game, you don't have that fourth game anymore. You know, so so that's still another game off of the body. I mean, even though it's added to the regular season, but I'm saying like that's another game that you that you don't want to you don't want to have to risk it. You know, so. um I think you take that same approach. I don't see how you approach it with the same, um, the same, like the same aspect of if you're getting the starters ready to play the regular season where you got to play them the whole first half and part of the third, some people play part of the third quarter. I don't think it's that scenario. I think at this point they should know. Um, I, I assume that they would know, you know, that who, who they want out there and, you know, who was on the bubble. One thing we know about practicing in Vegas this week, it's about a hundred degrees. It's not an easy, it's not an easy situation to go out and practice in a hundred degree heat, but a lot of people are saying, Hey, look, that's going to get them ready for week one. 
They're going yeah, down to South Beach. It's going to be 80, 90 degrees down on South Beach. And we all know about the history of the Patriots in Miami. What was it like preparing for those games in Miami? How did you guys try and get ready? Did you turn up the heat in the bubble? What were some of the things that you guys did to try and prepare for that Florida heat? That was actually one of the things that we did to prepare. Um, we go in the bubble, I'm pretty sure they turn on full blast because coming outside, you know, I mean, if you were to come outside in New England now, I don't know, what's the, what's the temperature for you guys out there? Probably about 60 degrees. 60 degrees is raining today, so it's a little overcast, a little, you know, right. not so good. Nice. It's pretty straight. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they go in the bubble and they probably crank the heat up to 80-something. Whatever that, whatever it's, whatever it goes to, whenever it says just high, they crank it up to that. <laughs> and, and you in the bubble practicing in that. And, um, you know, and it's, and it's a struggle. You know, it's, 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 it's tough. But um, it does get you acclimated to having to go down to that climate and, and play in that kind of environment. Even though you're not as in shape, or even though we're not as um, acclimated to it then as they are, it helps us out a lot. I mean, you still see guys hitting the, the oxygen tank and things like that, but uh, you would see it a lot more often if we weren't in that bubble in that 85 degrees, whatever they turn it up to. Kicks off the regular season in a couple of weeks. I want to get your level as we sit here in late August, your, your sense of this team. And from what you've seen so far, what you've seen also around the league, what's your level of expectation for the 2022 Patriots in terms of a final win-loss record right now and a possible playoff appearance? I I think this team, I think it's reasonable to expect this team to be an 11-win team and win at least one playoff game. When you consider the level of development that this team has gone through, particularly with Mac Jones over the last year plus, 11 wins feels like a realistic goal for them. Yes. Oh, 100%. Yeah, um, I agree with you 100% right there. I would say I would say at least 11 wins. And I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, man. They, 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 I think they're going to always be pretty solid defensively. The only time that, ever, that they ever have trouble, um, trouble with, with um, my experience or since I've seen, been watching them out from the outside, in the beginning of the season is when they usually have trouble. The first couple games, the first two or three games is when they usually have troubles. Um, and then they pick it up. Um, if they if they can avoid going through you know those little up and downs in the in the in the first few games, I don't even know if I don't even know if those six, you know, um, that defense is going to always be as solid as they come, and 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 I think they're going to heavily lean on the, on, on Ramondre and Damian um, even more now since James is gone. So I I, I think that's going to be that's that's going to be that's going to be huge. And when it comes to winning and losing, because then they can control the the, the flow of the game and control the ball. Um, you know, Mac probably don't have to do it as much. You know, hopefully that's, you know, that's the that's the expectations, you know, but I think it's going to have at least at least 11 wins. Whose defense is this now? And, and I ask that because for years and years, it was, you know, Ty Law was the lead dog on the defense. Vince Wilfork, Dante Hightower. Is there a guy now that you would default to on that roster? Is it Devin McCourty? Is it Lawrence Guy? Is there a guy on that defense where you say, look, he's the leader of that defense right now? Uh, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I I, uh, I think Devin McCourty's been the leader on that defense for – what year is it for him? Mm-hmm. 12? 12, yeah. He, he came yeah. in 2010. Yeah. So I think he's been a leader on that defense since then. You know, since he went from being a rookie first-round draft pick Pro Bowl corner to, a, you know, Pro Bowl safety. You know, um, I think he's been one of the all, one of the most consistent 
big playmaking players on that defense at all times. Um, he's always reliable. He always knows what he's doing. He's always in the right place. Um, he still has playmaking abilities, even at, you know, what, 34 years old, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's still an amazing athlete. He's still as fast as, you know, anybody that you can line him up with. So, I mean, I, I think as long as you have him over there, you have a, you have a leader. You know, whether, you know, whether Hightower is there with him to lead as well, but Mayo's there to lead as well. Um, you know, Tyler, any of those guys that was there as leaders. Um, while Devin has been there, um, he's been one of those consistent leaders the whole time. I have a, I have a theory on Devin. Did he, when it's all said and done, is going to go down as one of Bill's favorite players? Maybe not one of his best players, but one of his favorite players. Because to your point, he always seems to be in the right position. He always seems to say the right thing. He always seems to do the right thing. In the big moments, you never have to worry about a guy like Devin McCourty. In the same way that you didn't have to worry about James White. And I think White, James White is going to go down as one of Bill's favorite players. But I think Devin McCourty really is going to, going to be remembered as one of Bill's favorites. Yeah, no. Nah, um, you know, um, Again, I, I, I don't know how I feel about that because I think Devin McCourty is probably is one of the best players to play in, in a, to put on a Patriots uniform. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, besides Rodney, maybe. I, and I don't even – I think Devin – I think Devin probably the, the best – probably the, the best safety that New England has had. Like, and they got – and they've had good good safeties. I know Rodney. You know, mm-hmm. I know some of those guys um, um, has been back there. But, uh, man, again, like I said, man, Dev, a ball hawk, you know um, – He's probably not known as a big hitter, um, you know, because, you know, he probably weighed about 165. <laughs> you know, he's a skinny guy. You're a little man, if you see this. You're still my dog, though. I laid it tough. But, yeah, he's uh, – I mean, he's not a – you know, he's not a big hitter, but, again, he's a playmaker. He's a ball hawk. He's – you know, look at – if you go back over um, over the course of his career, just look at how many game-selling plays he's made, you know, in the end zone or, you know – Maybe across the, you know, whatever, game ceiling interceptions or game, you know, game ceiling breakup to where we can run the clock out. You know, just plays like that. If you go over his career, you know, I, I don't I don't say he's had, you know, I don't think it's a lot of guys that has had more than him on that defense. Um, so, you know, yeah, he's definitely going to go down as one of Bill's favorite players because you see Bill ain't letting him go nowhere. You know, he's been a career-long Patriot. <laughs> no coincidence. No coincidence at no all. Coincidence. <laughs> uh, Devin figures into this conversation. This next question I had, which one of your former teammates would make the best coach? Now, it, I say coach at any level, high school coach, college coach, pro coach. I did this survey in the locker room a few years ago, and I got two answers, two, two guys more than anyone else. Brian Hoyer. And Ted Karras were the two names that came up more often. But I, I would put Devin into that conversation as well. Is there another guy in that locker room? Is there another guy that you played with who you think should be a coach, should take that next step? Like you said, at any level? Mm-hmm. High school, college, pro, whatever. Oof. I think a lot of the guys, I think a lot of the guys that I know would, would want to step away from the game a little bit. But um, if I had to choose one, Probably, I would probably say Deion Lewis. Deion is really, really smart. He still look at the game. Um, he still watches. He's he still talking to me about it. I would say Deion is probably one of the one of the guys that I say can probably coach at a. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if his. I don't know if he can handle the grown men. I don't know if he can be at the, the highest level because uh, you know he you know he's still five five seven. You know he 
he ain't that tall. So I feel like if somebody, if he say something to somebody, somebody say something back, you know, he might get a little buck. So he probably can't do it at, at the highest level because he got that pride and that ego. But uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, like a, as a as a as a high school, even a high school head coach, or even a college a college like position coach as far as running back, um, I think he'd be he'd be one of those guys that you can learn from because he picked it up so easily and so fast when he got to New England. All right, going to shift gears here a little bit. I want to talk about a couple of different things that are really kind of a big topics of conversation around the league. First of all, no Deshaun Watson first 11 games of the Cleveland Browns season. We're going to kind of put the real world ramifications of what's going on there to the side. And we're just going to talk about the on-field impact here. What will the Browns record be for the 11 games Deshaun Watson has to set? Ooh, uh, I, me personally, I think, I think they'll probably win four games. Mm-hmm. I just think, I just think solely alone off of Nick Chubb, they're gonna always have an opportunity to win the game. If he can run the ball well, then they're gonna have a they're gonna have a chance because they got a good defense. They got a solid defense. I mean, and they got they got one of the top running backs in the league. Uh, so I think that you know I think that you know probably four and seven, you know, some, somewhere in that in that in that realm. I mean, I don't know if he can shake them back from that because he's gonna have to get into you know the Florida game and things like that, but. You know, they'll, they'll probably win. You know, I think they'll win four, four, four and seven. You know, they mm-hmm. – I don't know, man. It's just – it's tough because that it quarterback is. position is so important. Yeah. It's the yeah. most important. You can – you can – you've seen the difference. You know, you can go – you can go from Jameis Winston to Tom Brady. So, it's it's a huge difference. And and even, even leaving – and I'm not – that's no knock against Jameis. I love Jameis. I think Jameis is a great quarterback. But, you know. But he's not Brady. No one's Brady. He he ain't he's the opposite break. Yeah. So, <laughs> but 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 he can throw the ball for he can throw for a lot of yards. Mm-hmm. But but I think that I think that quarterback position is 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 vital. Mm-hmm. It's vital to a team's success. And you go from Deshaun Watson to you know Deshaun Watson to Baker, and then Baker being gone to you know you, Jacoby you know Jacoby, Jacoby. Brissett or 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 whoever whoever the kid was playing last night. Uh, Dobbs. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? From the Steelers, the Steelers drafted him from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you go; those are your two options. And 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 yes, Jacoby's played, you know, at a pretty good level. You know, with the Colts, even with New England, when he had to step up. But uh, again, man, you know that ain't Deshaun Watson. Exactly, exactly. I will say this about Jacoby, and I know your feelings for him, and and I know having covered him for for a stretch, he's dynamite when you need him to be a placeholder. When yeah. you need him to be able to to you know get it get a team over, he was a guy. He did it in New England, he did it in Indianapolis after Andrew Luck, and so right. you're talking about a guy who's been through that type of situation before. And then, like you right. said, Dobbs can give you change up, and he's certainly played well over the course of the preseason. But I'm I, you know what? I'll give him five wins. I'll go five and six because, five like you games. said, they have that running game and they have that defense. I think they're going to win some games. Yeah, pound and pound. Yeah, they're 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 going to ground it out. They're going to take the air out of the football. They're going to play slow, and they're just going to try and beat teams down a little bit. And so it's, it, I, I do think though it's going to be interesting to see how everything shakes out for them down the road. The one rumor that I keep hearing: Do you think the Browns are going to trade for Jimmy? Oh, like I said, that 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 quarterback situation is a little sticky. I think you put I think you put Jimmy over there. 
Now you're looking. Now you're looking at that 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 six seven win range. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be extremely smart to trade for Jimmy. I think they should. You get you get you get a solidified quarterback that has done it before. Is taking the team to a Super Bowl. You know, has played. You know, played obviously behind the best. You get somebody that he's familiar with, and in, 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 um Jacoby Brissett, another guy, just in case he does go down, somebody that's familiar with. You know, with you know each other. Um, and they know how each other work and, and you know, they, they, you don't have, you know, no animosity over there just because Jimmy getting traded over there with, with Jacoby, you know, he's like, oh my God, I can't escape the shadow type thing. Like <laughs> that happens, you know, so it's a real thing, you know, so I think it'd be great for them to do it. You know, I think if they don't, then they set themselves up to be one of those teams that's going to be in trouble this year uh, of having a lot of firings again. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that I'm fascinated about, and we'll stay in that same division, AFC North. History tells us the teams that lose the Super Bowl, especially young teams that lose the Super Bowl, struggle the following year. Whatever reason, health, personnel decisions, bad coaching, whatever the case may be. Do you think the Bengals are going to fall victim to the so-called curse of the Super Bowl loser? Uh, I don't think so. I think I think they're a really good team. I think they're solid. Uh, for them to be such a young team, they know what it takes to get there because they got there. Um, it wasn't basically solely off of just like them being a young, talented team. Like, uh, you know, these guys come from established programs, LSU, you know what I'm saying? Um, I think Joe Mixon come from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, these uh, T Higgins come from, I think. Um, yeah. So they come from established programs with coaches that put that instill them like that, that, you know, that discipline, um, that drive, that work ethic and stuff. And so I think that they're a solid squad, you know, obviously uh, with Burrow and, 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 and chasing them and, uh, I think they're a solid squad. I don't think they hit that. I don't think they hit that that uh that second year, you know, slump. I think they play pretty consistent. I'm not saying they're gonna go back to the Super Bowl, but I'm saying they're gonna have a consistent season. They're, they're definitely gonna have, you know, a, a 10, 11, you know, probably 12 win season. The thing that concerns me, the biggest thing that concerns me right now about that team is the fact that Burrow was late getting on the field because of the appendectomy. And I heard this around New England an awful lot. Look, man, the train's leaving the station. You got to be on board. And if yeah. you're not on board, you get, you got to catch up. And, and I don't know. Granted, they had a fantastic year last year. He had a fantastic year last year. And he's a guy who's set up for success long term. But that kind of made me pause a little bit when I'm thinking about the Bengals for 2022. It just at the start of the season, they lose a couple out of the gate. They get behind a little bit. And, and what's going to be a really tough division this year or should be a really tough division this year. It's going to be a challenge for them. I mean, you look at it, um, you know, you think, uh, how, how do you feel about them playing the Steelers? You know, do you think, you think they're going to come out They're better than the Steelers. They're better than the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, the, the Steelers, the Steelers, and we're going to get to some bold predictions later on. You know what I'm saying, just, though? Yeah, exactly. But you, you, you look at the rest of the, you look at the rest of the AFC. Yeah, a lot of the now, AFC, AFC is tough, tough in general. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. AFC is tough in general, but that division alone, I, I, I like them to get out of that. Like again, you know, they got an established quarterback where the, the where the, the Browns don't. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know if they're gonna have one, and if they do trade for Jimmy G, it's gonna be late. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, obviously the season about to kick off. Like, you know, if they do get him, it's it's he's behind the ball a lot. Yeah, you know, he's basically learning on the fly. So you know, now you're looking at the Steelers and the Browns. You know, that's that. You know, they. They'll, I'm assuming they might sweep both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, should, yeah. They should. You know, that's that's four wins, you know, mm-hmm. in that division. The third, you know. Uh, Baltimore. 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 I mean, Baltimore, the only team they're going to have trouble with, you know, with, yeah. with Lamar. You know, but but again, 
you know, they lost Hollywood, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, it, Dobbins coming off an injury. I tell you though, Vegas loves Baltimore. Yeah. Vegas you know. loves them right now. Vegas, Vegas, Vegas loves Baltimore in the AFC. Vegas loves in no particular order. It's Baltimore, Buffalo, and Kansas City. Those are their three teams. I could I could understand why. Mm-hmm. I could understand why, but I mean, you just can't you can't count out teams like the Bengals. You can't count that, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't yeah. just count them out because I just I just gave you, you know, multiple reasons why, like, dang, they might win the AFC North. Mm-hmm. Again, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, so you know that's, you know that's that's they got a solid team. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I, I, I could put them up there as well because I, I could put them on the field with the buff. I'll put them on the field with Buffalo and, and like them to battle it out and it be a, a game of who make the mistakes first or who make the most. Like I, I don't think Buffalo gonna blow them out or nothing like that. Like mm-hmm. Cincinnati's a solid team. Okay, let, let's put Cincinnati and Tennessee against each other because they feel like they're in the same conversation. Are you if if you if you had to pick between Cincinnati and Tennessee right now, who are you going with? I'm, I'm giving Tennessee a little. I'm, I'm giving Tennessee a little like like a three point favor. I'm making Tennessee I'm like a three. I'm going with Cincinnati. I'm going with Cincinnati. Derrick Henry coming off an injury. They lost AJ Brown. They 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 uh they lost Julio left and went to Tampa and watch he. They didn't use him right, but once you turn up with Brady, you know, and Tanny Hill, your quarterback, I'm going with Cincinnati. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Well, this this is gonna this is my last question here. And this leads me into the one thing that we're gonna hit on. We're gonna hit on this, we're gonna hit on this a couple of times between now and the start of the regular season. But give me one bold prediction for 2022. Your AFC champions, the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm saying the Chargers are gonna win the AFC this year. You know what? I can't disagree with that, but I'm gonna say my my bold prediction gonna be the Philadelphia Eagles out of the NFC. They got AJ Brown, they got Jalen, they got Miles Sanders, they got Boston Scott. You know they they got they got they got Devontae Smith, but they got some real weapons over there. They got Goddard. It, it looks good. They got the defense back. Fletch. They all healthy. BG. They. Hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. You re- you really enjoyed your time in Philadelphia, didn't you? I did. I yeah. did a lot. That was good. I also think too. Speaking of your time in Philadelphia, I think Doug Peterson's going to get things turned around in Jacksonville. I do too. That's the I, the, the, the best he, hiring that they made in a long time. Yeah, I think if he, if, he, if they give him a chance, because I think the the whole firing the coach up. If you give the coach a team to rebuild with. And you give them like a fresh, a fresh team and a fresh start. Like these guys are first and second and third year players with Doug now. Like, so if you fire him after two, you know, if you do like a little fire him after two years, and then they they hire someone new, and then that team all of a sudden flourish, well, you just didn't give that guy enough time. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what that's why I said that's why when with, with, with Flo in Miami, I'm like, he was changing it slowly but surely. You, everyone's seeing the changes coming. Like, oh, okay. Cause I'm a Miami Dolphins fan at heart because I grew up in Florida. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it, he 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 started changing it, and that's you know like dang. So now they got you know now they try to add pieces this that and the other. So I just think you know I hope <laughs> that uh, I hope I, man, I, I hope my Miami Dolphins are good or end up being good and all that. But um, I mean I I I mean that's that's just my personal take on it. What what makes Doug such a good coach? 
he's 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 very dedicated. He put in long hours. Um, like he can get along with any and every player on the team. Um, I guess you call it. I guess he's player player friendly, or you know, very understandable. He always put family first. So if you ever have anything going on, like you know, you don't feel like I don't know. Just certain places you feel like if you have something in your family going on, you feel like I can't I can't I can't tell them that this is going on. If I if I tell them, you know, they're gonna feel like I put this over everything and and over here, you know, football is first. You know, so it's like, dang, do I, you know, versus being being comfortable enough with Doug to be like, hey, man, this is going on in my family. I'm going to have to go handle this situation. Like, you can feel like you can approach him in that way and not feel like it's going to hurt you in the back end when you get back or whatever. You know, and and again, he knows everyone's family by name. You know, he's he's a very personable person. Um, and I think that he can touch everyone in different ways. You know, he can, he can adapt his coaching, you know, to the player or the type of player that it that it has to that he has to adapt it to. Um, so I think, you know, all of those things makes him a great coach. Um, he ended up with a special team that, you know, bought into everything that he said and trusted everything that he said in the process going uh, leading towards it. And his coaching staff, you know, he he's really good at choosing those guys. So um, I just think that, you know, that's that's the formula for success. It might not happen right away, but eventually it'll happen. Plus, he's going to be better. He's got to be better than Urban Meyer. Oh, you got it, yeah, yeah. A little bit. That. I mean, man, a little help to do a, do a little sour taste in my mouth because Urban Meyer was a – That's right. He was a gator. He was. A, I still I think – I still think there was – there's a great book to be written about the Urban Meyer era in Gainesville. Yeah. There's a lot of stories there. There's a lot of stories there. There's a lot of stories there. And it's, it's – I'm telling you, it doesn't – it isn't a coincidence that it, it doesn't, he doesn't just leave it behind. It definitely follows him wherever he goes. You know, it ain't coincidental. You know, man, but I, I was an Urban Meyer fan to the heart, man, because he was just, you know, I'm a Florida Gator fan. So, I, you know, I went to Oregon, but I'm a Gator fan. So, you know, whenever you bring a national championship to someone's favorite team, you automatically like a legend, you know? <laughs> so I was like, man, dang, I, I wanted to, I, hope, I was hoping he'd succeed in Jacksonville too. Speaking of t-shirts, you saw what I got on here. Make sure you I pick this it. up at the, the 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 Believe store. If you go to shop.believe.com, you're going to be able to pick this up. You'll be able to pick up the Return of the Mac t-shirt. You'll be able to pick up the Mac MJ10 t-shirt. They're yeah. all available. Represent your favorite Patriots podcast. Wear the gear. Take a picture. Let us know. Tag us in the picture. Let us know, and we'll retweet it. That's it for this week, LG. We'll yes, connect sir. again next week. The start of the regular season. Before you know it, good stuff. Take care, man. We'll talk soon. Hey, let's see. Hey, let's get it doing. Let's get it going, man. I appreciate you guys. Hey, make sure y'all go watch my little twelve year football team, Gilbert Gators. You know, we out here, man. I'm gonna represent the kids. Love hey, I uh, appreciate you, kids, man. Thanks a lot, man. Always a pleasure. I'm excited about next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.